Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. We're kicking off a new series today, a new series called Life Hacks. And we're going to do, over the next couple weeks, talk about things that God has the solution for in life. Life isn't always easy. It's not something that... Uh, it's always easy going, and as a Christ follower, uh, we have a hope in Jesus, but that doesn't mean that always that it's smooth sailing. We're still going to go through the same trials and struggles, and this series in Life Hacks, we're going to talk about that, and today, we're going to talk about hope. We're going to talk about the hope that Jesus brings, because hope is something we all need. It's something we all need more of, because honestly, life can be discouraging. It can be super discouraging. Just a couple weeks ago, I was working at a coffee shop here in the area, and there was a gentleman that sat down right across from me. And uh, he sat down, and he got his coffee, and he had his laptop. And as he sat down, uh, he went to take a drink of his coffee, and he picked it up as he's working away on his laptop. And he goes to take a drink, and as he tilts the cup, the coffee spills all over the top of the laptop, all over the keyboard. And I thought, oh, man, I've been there. So he quickly, he's like, oh, no, and he quickly just dries it up. Everything's fine. The computer's fine. And then in the next, uh, he gets everything back situated. He sets the cup back down, and he's back back to work, back to uh, just kind of getting into things. And he doesn't, he's not paying attention again. He grabs the cup of coffee, and he goes to take a drink, and it spills all down the front of his shirt. And I thought, Bro, and I actually told him at that moment because I'm sitting right across from him. I can't help but observe the difficult day that this guy is having. And I just said, bro, I have been there. Let me tell you, I've had moments like that where uh, things happen. And it turned out that the lid on his coffee cup was not on properly. And he didn't notice it. So that's why he kept spilling all over him. It didn't, he didn't have like a hole in his side of his lip or anything like that. It was just simply the cup was not on properly. And things like that happen in our life all the time. Now, they can be real lighthearted like that. They can be uh, little things like that. But really, there's some more intense things that we face that can, can, uh, we can end up being discouraged over. We can end up being chat- like in a place where we're not sure if God is really in our life, if we're seeing him work, because we're discouraged. We may f- you may face health issues where you've gone to see multiple doctors and they cannot figure out what's going on. Maybe you're, you're facing a health issue where you've been on one medication and that didn't work and they try putting you on another one or they're changing the dose and things like that in our lives can be super discouraging. They can get us down. I think, too, there's things that happen in our daily life like just our everyday going to work. We might have a job challenge where we have something that a coworker that's difficult to work with or a boss that's difficult to work for. We might have things going on in our life that are, are really kind of uh, in our workplace. Maybe, maybe they're things that we're trying to find a job. We're trying to find another, another opportunities, but man, the doors seem to be closing. It doesn't seem to always be working out. Those types of things in our life can be discouraging. Maybe you're here today and it's like, man, the most discouraging thing I do is just opening up the news app on my phone. And I'm with you. Sometimes I just hate to get the alerts and uh, check what's going on with the world because you can open up the news app and be like, 
super discouraged about all the junk that's going on in the world and all the fighting and the hate and all, those, all the kind of bickering that happens even in our country. And uh, those things can be discouraging. They can be disheartening. I think, too, maybe you're here, maybe, you, maybe you're in high school or something. You tried out for a team, and you just didn't make the team. You didn't make the cut. We've all probably been there. We've had some moment like that that's been discouraging. Maybe it's even a relationship where you've been hurt by somebody. Maybe it's a relationship where someone has said something or done something that has hurt you seriously. Or maybe it's that you're looking for that special someone and you're like, I just can't find that special someone. Where are they at? Lord, please, Jesus, on Easter, show me. Let me meet them at the photo wall in the lobby. (laughs) But listen, life's full of discouraging moments. And that's not going to go away. And that doesn't mean that, and that means that as we walk through life, it's, we're going to face those things over and over and challenges. But I, I say, hey, we face them all. But Easter and what Jesus is, is all about hope. It's all about hope. Even in the, the, fit, in the face and in the difficult seasons that we can have a hope like no other. We all are going to face it, but we have a hope that's rooted in Jesus and our faith in him. And God knew it. God knew that we would need hope. That we live in a broken world. We live in a world where there's, uh, there's going to be things that come up that are difficult to go through. They're not all just rosy glasses. We don't just have the best outlook all the time or everything's awesome all the time. There's going to be real challenges. But I love that God sent Jesus Christ so that we could put our faith in him and suddenly our perspective could be changed. And we can have a new hope and a new perspective in our life. Today I want to look at 1 Peter uh, chapter 1. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn with us there. Maybe you have your Bible app. You can open that up and and follow along. And I want to read this verse this morning that is a a verse that we can uh, build on today, uh, a sense of hope. It's a verse today that we can stand and say, you know what, in face of discouragement, I can live with hope. And we're going to look at it today. If you don't have either of those, you can follow along. We'll put it on the screen. And I want you to do me a favor. We're going to get to the, the last two words. You see them in bold or uh, caps, underlined there. And I would love for you to just read them with me when I get there, okay? So here's what we got. Okay, all the praise to God is what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. All the praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus from the dead, now we live with what? Great expectation. That's pretty good. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, I'm living with great expectation. Come on, do it. Come on, say, loosen up. I'm living with great expectation. Man, do you ever wake up in the morning and you think, do you roll out of bed ever and say, all right, today I'm living with great expectation. Do you ever pop downstairs after getting up and, and you see your family or your spouse and you're just saying, hey, today I'm living with great expectation. I find it hard to believe that we do that all the time because I know that I don't do it. I know that sometimes, well, maybe after a couple cups of coffee, a five-hour energy, a monster, then I'm, I'm feeling amped up enough that I can live with great expectation. But the reality is, is what this verse is saying in 1 Peter chapter 3, is that because of Jesus, because of his mercy, 
that we can live now with great expectation. We can change our view. We can change our perspective and see how we can live kind of in the fullness of his love and his mercy. Expectations are a powerful thing. They're really powerful in our life. It's all, all about our perspective and what we perceive. When, when an expectation is met, it's so satisfying. It's so exhilarating. It's so fulfilling in our life, right? If we are expecting something to turn out one way and it does, man, it's the best day. It can make your day. You come home whistling or singing the, the, the latest song that you're excited. You're in a joyful, cheerful mood. But when you don't hit those expectations or when those expectations aren't met by other people around you, it can feel discouraging. It can feel disappointing. And we can become, I actually believe that we can become conditioned then, because of this, we can become conditioned to start to lower our expectations in life. We can actually start to say, well, I'm not going to live with that great of faith in the, in, with this situation or that situation. Because we are fearful of our expectations not being met. But what we see here in 1 Peter is that everything in our life, we can live with great expectation because of, not because of our own effort, not because of the effort of other people around us, but because of Jesus. Each and every one of us can have a hope that's greater than anything in our life. And the, no matter what discouragement we face, no matter what disappointments we face, the expectations that weren't met, that we can now shift our perspective onto Jesus. Here's what I like to think. I like to think a lot of times if we're walking through life, we're, we are managing all the things that we can see in front of us, the relationships, the people, the, the, uh, our work, our family. We're managing all of that, and we can see those things. They're tangible things that we can all grab a hold of, that we can all uh, kind of navigate and navigate even our emotions in that. But what I think 1 Peter is trying to say to us and what that scripture is speaking over us today is that even through it all, don't be so distracted by everything that's just in the natural that we can, we can touch and feel and, and we can control in our life. But he says, listen, focus on Jesus. So I think what can happen is now we elevate our perspective out of just all the things and the circumstances of our life and we focus them on what Jesus is doing. And we focus them on the hope that he brings. And what I found in my life is that when I do that, because listen, I'm a pastor, but I'm a, I'm a guy too. I'm a person as well. I go through all those reins of emotions. I feel discouraged sometimes. I feel challenged. I feel disappointed at times. But what I found is that if I keep looking down here at the things that I control and the hope that I have, that then I'm going to just stay in that. But if I elevate my perspective, if I come back to what Jesus has done in my life, that now that changes things and suddenly I have a new hope that rises up. And 1 Peter reminds us of that. It reminds us that hope is found in Jesus Christ. It reminds us that God knew we would face it and we can live with expectation because he brings a hope 
to us all. And I want to look today at what really hope means. And what it means that when we live in the hope of Jesus, what kind of great expectations and what that does for our life and how that changes our perspective. This is what First Peter says. And it gives us a, a, a we're going to look at a few verses this morning uh, following this verse chapter, in chapter 1, verse 3 that really kind of lay out for us how we live with great expectation and what that means to us into our lives. So this is the first thing I want you to know, that when you're living with great expectation and a hope put in Jesus, that you will find freedom from your past. You'll find freedom from your past. Listen, we all have uh, a past that sometimes is hard to shake. And what I've, what I've come to, uh, I guess, ex- my experience in life is that your past is something that, as you've heard probably that phrase before, can come back to haunt you. And I think a lot of times we think and we have a, we have a perspective where, where God is actually in our life keeping tabs and writing down everything that we've done wrong so that one day he can take it out on us. That one day, and we may actually have relationships like that in our life that we then put on God, but God works a little bit differently than that. We can, have a, we can find freedom from your past. You see, I, let me tell you, when I was in second grade, I remember my second grade year for some reason more than any other year of elementary school. I was a second grader that was disruptive, rowdy, full of energy, and I loved to be the class clown. I loved it. My teacher, her name was Mrs. Gao, G-A-U. And uh, I, she was a great teacher, but, man, we had a little bit of, of run-ins because I like to talk in class. I like to cut up in class. I like to make jokes. I like to smear paste in people's hair and things like that. You know, when you're in second grade, you're just having, you're having fun. I was living my best life. But what happened is Mrs. Gao, I was so disruptive in class, she eventually had to start a conversation with my parents. And I quickly learned at second grade that when the teacher is talking with your parents, that's not a great thing and a great place to be. And in second grade, uh, my parents and Mrs. Gao, our teacher, she decided that the the best way that they could make sure that I lived up to the, the standards of the classroom and that I lived up and I behaved properly was that each and every day that I would have a notebook that I brought home specifically dedicated to my behavior and she would write a report and a note every day in that notebook and then I had to come and bring it to my dad and have him then sign it to acknowledge that he had read the report <laughs> that day. And let me tell you, talk about pressure on a second grader, okay? Because my dad was not going to let me continue to act this way in class. And I knew that if I behaved, if I behaved the wrong way, that I was going to be punished for it at home. That I was going to have to be, I was going to uh, lose time on my Nintendo or I wasn't going to be able to play outside. That I would be facing some, some punishment. My dad had told me and warned me. So, man, talk about pressure for a second grader. And every day, the report would come. And let me tell you, there were some really great reports and some good reports, and then there were some really bad reports, and I paid the price. But listen, I want to just tell you, God isn't like that. God isn't just 
saying, listen, I'm keeping a total record of their wrongs. Because in verse 3 of 1 Peter, it says that it is by his great mercy that we have been born again. You see, all those things in our past that are wrong, all of those things that we hold on to, they're things that are there in their circumstances and there's, uh, there's challenges with them. There's uh, things that, that that means in my, our lives. We have all those, but we have something even greater than that past is we have hope and we have a mercy that comes from God. You see, the Bible says, and the reason it says that in 1 Peter 3 here is because that, that's a mercy that we, have to, we can step into and that we can hold it. And despite all of our wrongdoings, despite our sin, despite the fact that we don't always make the right choices or live our lives in the way that we, we should, that we have a hope that is in Jesus because of the mercy that he's given to us. But it's our job to accept that mercy. It's our job to say, listen, I want to, I want to grab hold of it. And the past is hard to escape. And some of us have experienced divorces or abuse or addiction or failure or job, job circumstances that have been outside of our control. We've all experienced a past like that. But the hope is Easter, of Easter is that Jesus is there, that Jesus is, is who we can grab hold of, and his mercy wipes away our past. So we can have a freedom from all the sin, all the, all the things and all the junk in our life because we live inside the mercy of Jesus. That's the hope that Easter is. It's the hope that in spite of all of my brokenness, that God is still working something out inside me. That he's still doing something inside you and I both. And that's what we see here. I, at the close of service, I'm going to take a moment and if you've never had the chance to accept Jesus, the Bible says that it's our responsibility to just take that step, that God loved us so much that he gave his son so that we could have new life. And that's the mercy he extended to us. But it's our job. We have to accept the mercy of God. We have to make a step towards God. And at the close of service, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create that moment where if you've never made that decision and you've never made that choice and you're saying, I'm not living with the hope that you're talking about today, Don, that I'm going to just have a chance for you to respond. So I just want you to be ready. I wanted to let you know that so you can be ready. But we can live in expect, great expectations by finding freedom from our past. But also we see, if we keep reading on in First Peter, that when we have a hope and that's put in Jesus, not just in ourselves, that then we can find a better tomorrow. We can find a better tomorrow. Our hope can uh, rise up. That we, and this isn't just optimistic, not just being optimism, optimism about everything in our life, but really it's about living with a, a fresh sense of what God is doing. That we can find then a better tomorrow. Not because of our, we're going to create it and then we're doing something really awesome and we're putting all the effort in. No, we can find a better tomorrow because the Bible says that Jesus is a living hope into our life. I decided that dogs live with hope. We have a golden doodle who's about four years old. Her name's Macy. She's a cute little dog. You can follow my wife's Instagram if you ever want to see dog pics because that's what she posts 90% of the time. But uh, Macy will sleep 15, 16 hours a day. But when someone rolls into the kitchen to start preparing a meal, start making dinner, suddenly hope starts rising up in Macy. Suddenly 
she's out of her bed. She, she could be in another room of the house. She could be upstairs, but she starts hearing some dishes go in the kitchen and someone opening and closing cabinets and maybe the food's starting to get cooked. Hope starts rising up and Macy takes her post in the kitchen and she is just believing and hoping that some scrap of chicken or something is going to fall off the counter miraculously and that she is going to be able to take advantage of it. Come on, that is hope, people. That's the type of hope that I want to live with in life. Listen, dogs live with hope. Now, cats, they don't, they don't live with hope. They live with entitlement. They just believe they deserve to eat that. That's a whole other message. We'll have, to, we'll have to speak on that some other time. But listen, what happens when circumstances in life are hard, they're difficult? What happens when we just don't feel it? Because finding a better tomorrow isn't just feeling it every single day. You see, hope isn't just a feeling or a vibe. It's more than that. It's a lasting uh, hope that's anchored in Jesus Christ. And that's the type of hope that we're talking about today. This is what verse 4 says if we just continue reading on. It says that, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. Man, that's a hope that we can put our trust in. That God says, listen, when we accept the mercy of Jesus Christ, now we are heirs that we inherit heaven. And that's the type of hope that I want to live with. I'm not just hoping that today is good or tomorrow is good or next year is good. I live with a hope because I know that God is working all things to the good, that he has a plan and a purpose for my life and your life. And he's, and we're on that journey together. And that one day we'll step into a glorious, glorious inheritance of heaven. That heaven is going to be filled with no more tears and no more pain and no more sorrow, the Bible says. But instead, it's going to be filled with God's hope. And it's going to be filled with his love. And it's going to be filled with his, with his peace. Now, don't just get the picture that we're going to be all floating around heaven. And uh, that's, that's really we're kind of these ghost spirits floating around heaven. The Bible says that it's a new inheritance, that heaven is a new heaven and a new earth will be created, that this world will almost be recreated and all the broken stuff about it, all the wrong about it, all of the hate and the division, all of that will be gone. And again, it will be replaced with the love and the peace and the hope that Jesus brings. So that changes our perspective. That's saying, you know what, there is a better tomorrow that I can grab hold of. And it might not literally be tomorrow, but it, it's because God is at work in our life. So that's the type of hope today I want you to know that Jesus' resurrection brings. is It brings life and, and new hope. This is the last thing I see in 1 Peter chapter 3 is that when we find hope in Jesus, not only can we have a freedom from our past, not only do we step in this inheritance and do we have a better tomorrow because of Jesus but we can find a new confidence. We can find a new confidence. Man, this one, I found that my confidence, when I depend on my own confidence, I have limitations to it. Just a couple weeks ago, we had a dryer vent in our house clog. So the handy guy that I am, I figured, hey, I got to get a ladder and it's on the second story, but it's clogged from the outside. So I'm going to get up there and I'm going to unclog it. So I get the ladder, 
extend it all the way up. It's pretty high, but you know what? I'm not afraid of heights. I actually have no problem with that. I can go for it. No big deal. It doesn't scare me at all. But as I climbed the ladder, I realized that the footing of the ladder was not solid. And as I'm halfway up the ladder, the, the whole ladder just shifts to the side. And I just hugged that ladder as hard as I could. I was just holding on to that thing for dear life. And suddenly, my confidence was shaken. Suddenly, I was in a moment where I'm like, am I going down? And are my neighbors filming this? And they're going to post it to YouTube or something. But I'm halfway up this ladder, and I'm like, I, I'm 20 feet in the air. I'm gonna get, I could get hurt here if I go down. So I'm, I'm clinging, this, clinging to this ladder, but I just decide, you know what? I'm going to press through. I'm going to go for it. So I get up there, and I get it all cleaned out. But it just reminded me that, when that footing shifted, my confidence was never the same. It was broken. And when that footing shifted, my reaction was hug onto that, hug that ladder like that was going to do something for me. Because the reality is if that ladder is, is not on solid footing, it's going to fall over. And if it's going to fall over, even if I'm hugging it tightly, I'm going to the ground hugging it tightly. That's what's going to happen. And I think too often in our life, we're doing that. We're hugging things tightly that we're putting our confidence in. We're holding on to them, and we're, we're thinking that we're, that'll secure us, and our confidence is in that, and so we'll be okay. But the reality is those things are temporary. Those things in this world are, aren't the things that we should put our confidence in. That's our confidence is going to, if we put our confidence in those things, that eventually it's going to fall over. We're going to fall. And I'm thankful that I didn't fall. That's the end of the story. I got it successfully cleaned out so you can go home resolved and at peace to know that, hey, I stand before you today. I didn't break anything. I didn't have any, you know, uh, moments where my neighbors saw it other than me, a grown man, just hugging and clinging to that ladder so tightly. But First Peter reminds us that when we find a confidence in God, we can move through life with this unlimited and unwavering confidence. Verses 5 and 6, this is what it says in it's the last scripture I wanted to share with you today and from 1 Peter. And it says that in through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. I want you to zero in on what it says there in that last, the last part of that verse. It says, there is wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials as you move forward in life. So listen, you're going to face trials, but you can have a hope and a confidence that comes from God. You see, trials in our life are temporary. And when our confidence is placed in God and in Jesus Christ, there, it's we can endure them. We can walk through them because we know God has a plan. We know that our faith in him, he's doing something. And that's a promise that God gives to us. You know what one of the greatest promises, and it's found so many times all throughout Scripture, that God, if you from the Old Testament to the New Testament, we read, and God's over and over gives us one promise. And it's real simple. He says, I will be with you. So here's the, the reality is that I don't have to, I, my confidence, it doesn't, it doesn't just sit in my ability on what I can create in my future. It doesn't just rest on my own plan for my life, but instead it rests on Jesus. 
And that when my confidence is, is him, he's with me all the, all the time. Jesus, right before he ascended, after he rose from the dead, and we're celebrating his resurrection today, and he walked with the disciples for a number of days and taught and taught him about the kingdom of God. But then he gave him a commission and he said, listen, go into all the world, tell everyone about the good news. Tell them about what God has done and the salvation that is there through Jesus Christ. And he tells them that, but then he ends with this. He says, and I will be with you always until the end of the age. So listen, as we walk through life, we can have a confidence because it comes from Jesus. We can have a confidence because we're not alone in this. We can have a confidence because Jesus has made a way for us and we don't have to depend on our own ability and our own effort, but instead we find a confidence beyond ourselves. We don't have to be, we don't have to struggle with our own limits. Listen, you can't earn it. You can't earn it. It's not about what you can accomplish, but it's simply about living with the great expectation and living in those moments where you know that even though you go through trials, even though you're gonna face difficult things in your life, that you can rejoice in the midst of it. And that's what First Peter's saying there. Listen, even though you're gonna go and you may endure trials, those trials are temporary. And you can have great hope today because Jesus has made a way. You can have confidence in that, that he's doing something and you can rejoice through it all. Listen, there was a time in my life there was a time in my life when I, I was not living God's plan. There was a time in my life when I was living my own plan. And if I'm honest, and I, in that season, if I was honest and had an honest conversation with someone, I felt hopeless. I felt discouraged. I felt like, hey, I was living life the way I wanted to do. And it had joyful moments, but it wasn't a lasting joy. It wasn't a lasting peace. So I was in a church service that a friend invited me to. My, my uh, senior year of high school. And it was in that service that suddenly God spoke to me and I realized how much God loved me and I accepted Jesus' plan and Jesus in my life in that moment. Let me tell you, and that's changed my perspective my whole life now. So even though I face the trial, I can rejoice. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.